Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Good to have you join me on breakfast. I'm Nin Li Fu. On Mind Your Business today, we will be taking a closer look at how the boating industry impacts local economies and drives business growth. From examining the economic spin-offs of boat ownership to exploring innovative strategies for market expansion, we uncover the key factors shaping the success and challenges faced by businesses within the boating industry. Joining us to share more about this is Dion Schick, co-founder and director, Basco Boating, a member of Boating Industry Association Singapore. Good morning, Dion. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us this morning, Dion. You are an accomplished compliance professional with over 25 years of experience in forensic accounting, financial crime compliance and risk management. And notably, you're also a certified anti-money laundering specialist with expertise spanning across various industries, including government, insurance, retail and financial services. So what made you decide to start a business in boating? Yeah, I know. It seems really strange, doesn't it? But Lindy, it goes back a long way, actually. Um, when I was in high school, my then boyfriend, who's my husband, <laughs> he got his first job as a marine technician as an apprenticeship. And then I got into chartered accountancy and he got into the marine game. Mm. And we had our own boat dealership in New Zealand in the 1990s for about 11 years. And then uh, we closed that business down. Um, we moved from small town New Zealand to Auckland and then to Singapore in 2004 and I got some great corporate jobs and some fantastic opportunities but I always we always knew that when uh, the the time was finished with my corporate opportunities we'd be setting up a new model of a boat a digital boat brokerage to to change the way boats are bought and sold in Asia so that's actually what we've done so it's been blood and in our lives for a long time. So tell us what is the percentage of boat ownership among the population? in Singapore. Yeah, well, it's really quite tiny, um, Lynn, and, you know, compared with the more developed markets like Australia or America, mm-hmm. there's only about 3,000 boats in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So if the population, you know, is about 5 million, it's, it's way less than 0.11%. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the main reasons for that is, compared to the other countries, is that you can't keep a boat in your backyard mm-hmm. in Singapore mm-hmm. like you can in New Zealand or Australia, and you can't trailer a boat on the road, so you can't move it around. So it means it's a bit more limited and the boats are larger here than they are in um, those other countries. Yeah. Let's talk more about that. How does that compare to the vast number of recreational boats in big countries like the US, say? And what implications yeah. does this have for the industry? Yeah, sure. So in the US, there's about 13 million boats wow. in the United States. Yeah, and there's only about 3,000 boats in, in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the implication to that is that the market, the industry is tiny. So it means that, you know, you have the challenges that come with a tiny industry, things like um, uh, lack of infrastructure, hard to find skilled workers, difficult to find people that want to come into the industry, those sorts of things, yeah. Mm. 
So what are the key factors that drive the growth of niche businesses like the boating industry? Yeah, well, throughout Asia, you know, there's the growing wealth, which definitely um, drives interest in boating. So the more, you know, affluent people become, then they, you know, they, they want to spend their money on, on, on nice boats and spending more time out in nature. But it's also important about, as I mentioned, the infrastructure. So if you wanted to buy a boat in a country, you know, you need you need somewhere to berth it that's safe. You need somewhere to be able to, you know, move safely around. For the infrastructure, it's quite critical. The number of marinas that a country needs to put into place in order to help the country grow. Another really important factor too is import duties and taxes. So, you know, different countries have really high taxes on boats and on that boating industry. So that really limits the industry in countries that have got very, very high taxes and import duties. And of course, COVID. COVID really um, has propelled the propelled the um, the boating industry globally and absolutely in Singapore we saw such an uptake by people in Singapore you know getting into boating over COVID. Okay Dion tell us about uh, the business your business of this digital boat brokerage. Yeah sure so you know as I mentioned earlier we've been in the industry for a long time and we've operated a traditional boat brokerage and boat dealership. We had you know uh, boat franchises we did you know, Yamaha Motors, mm-hmm. Mercruiser Motors, Volvo Penta Motors, and a range of boats. So we've done the traditional um, model. And it doesn't work particularly well, in my view. Mm-hmm. So moving into the sort of more digital brokerage, it, it takes down the geographical boundaries. It means that we can help more people across bigger markets. So it's not limited by just people in Singapore or just people in Thailand. Is that you know you can provide products and services that have got a much far reach, mm-hmm. which means you can help more people. Um, the other thing too with the digital boat brokerage, it means that our boats are in faraway locations mm-hmm. or they're remote. You can still help people transact those boats through the sort of digital program that we've got. The other thing is, of course, these platforms helps um, boat businesses come together on a platform. So, for example, maintenance service providers and boat owners Mm -hmm. can find each other easier, which is really important in Asia with more than 50% of small businesses Mm. not even having an internet or a website. So it's quite an important thing to help those businesses Mm. get online, get digital and start doing business online. Just out of curiosity there, is there a large number of uh, Singapore boat owners with boats in faraway places? So the bigger the boat, the more likely it is to um, move around Mm -hmm. because one of the challenges with Singapore is there's not really very many destinations to go to Mm -hmm. within Singapore um, waters. So we still we still don't really have you know many places where it's where it's legal mm. to drop your anchor and, and have a picnic. <laughs> so that's a bit of a challenge. Okay. So you know if you've got a little boat, um, then that's fine. You just go out for a few hours. But the bigger your boat, the more you want to you know go further go further afield. Mm-hmm. So many of the larger boats, maybe over fifty feet, sixty feet and above, would go typically would go to Thailand maybe for the season for you know two three months a year and do their maintenance in Thailand. So, so, yeah. Okay. We're in conversation with Dion Schick, co-founder and director of Basco Boating and member of Boating Industry Association Singapore. Dion, you were mentioning maybe putting the boat in Thailand, nearby places, but what are some other innovative strategies that small countries like Singapore can adopt to overcome the challenges? 
Yeah, so some of the challenges, you know, include things like um, it's difficult to get your boat repaired Mm -hmm. in in Singapore, or it can be difficult. So some of the innovative challenges is really, you know, in this tech startup space, really. And, you know, we do have some really good, you know, support for tech startups in Singapore. The other thing, you know, that we really need to um, try and put into place is somehow overcome the, the lack of people that are in the industry. Mm-hmm. So that comes from the maintenance side of things. But it's also not very attractive for younger people to come into this brokerage uh, industry. It's a bit old, it's a bit stale, it's a bit, sometimes it can be a bit unethical, some of the practices that go on. So mm. I think we really need to rejig you know, the way that this boat brokerage thing is done. And that's what we're really trying to do with our digital boat broker training programs that we're putting Mm. into place and making it more serve first, sell second, and then have a larger market reach where we're not just limited to Singapore through our digital boat brokerage. Yeah. Okay, can you discuss some uh, successful examples of businesses that have leveraged the the boating industry to create new opportunities and perhaps spur economic growth? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, the one that springs to mind is different types of businesses, but certainly the One Degree 15 Marina Club. Mm. So that was a pioneer of setting up the, um, you know, Asia's finest marina uh, big company now, and they're taking their marina expertise. They've just won some more um, global awards, and they're building marinas in other countries. So, you know, 115 Marina has been responsible for bringing in, you know, lots of big super yachts into Singapore and really building up that uh, ability for these these big boats to come in and be be well looked after. So 115 Marina is a good example there. There's also the boat builder, which is called Grand Bank, a really um, quite an old brand of boat, been around for a long time, but they were successful building boats in Singapore a few, you know, a few years ago. So mm-hmm. they're definitely worthy of note, but they don't build um, anymore. Megaway Engineering, they, um, they're noteworthy because they built three very big boats in order to keep their workforce busy when the mm. engineering business diminished due to the global financial crisis. So they, bought, they built you know, a big 128-foot boat wow. and, and several other big boats. So they leveraged the, the opportunities to um, you know, keep their business and their staff going, which I think is really good, really good, yeah. Dion, I mean, what are some emerging trends or innovations in the boating industry that have the potential to generate further economic activity? Yeah, so, um, you know, some of the trends include, um, as I mentioned, the platforms, the marketplaces. So there's, there's, there's quite a lot of opportunity. The char- some of the charter operators in Singapore are building platforms. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is a big way forward for maintenance, for charters, for buying and selling, like what we do with Boat Guru Marketplace. Also the, um, the boat sharing and boat clubs. So they will continue to become more of a trend where people share. You know, I might have four people in a boat and we don't have any boat clubs in Singapore yet, but they will come, they will come. And we've also got the environmental aspect and the, the tipping point has happened for electric boats and electric motors, but it's definitely, it's full steam ahead with electrification and, and environmental issues, which is really great because Singapore is quite big on coral and preservation of our mm-hmm. fish and those sorts of things as well, yeah. So, so all of those have got the potential to create economic activity for Singapore. All right, thank you very much for sharing your insights with us this morning. Dion Sheik, co-founder and director of Vasco Boating and member of Boating Industry Association Singapore. Thank you very much. Thank have a good you. day. Bye. Yeah. Bye.
To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.